Our text today comes from Hebrews, here once again uh, from its writer. Let mutual love continue. Do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers, for by doing that some have entertained angels without knowing it. Remember those who are in prison as though you were in prison with them, those who are being tortured as though you yourselves were being tortured. Let marriage be held in honor by all, and let the marriage bed be kept undefiled, for God will judge fornicators and adulterers. Keep your lives free from the love of money and be content with what you have. For he has said, I will never leave you or forsake you. So we can say with confidence, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What can anyone do to me? Remember your leaders, those who spoke the word of God to you. Consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. Through him, then, let us continually offer a sacrifice of praise to God that is the fruit of lips that confess his name. Do not neglect to do good and to share what you have, for such sacrifices are pleasing to God. The United States Military Academy opened in 1802 in West Point, New York, under the direction of President Thomas Jefferson. Now, despite their ineptness at beating Navy in football, the institution is one of the most academically renowned in the world. Many a legendary person has emerged from West Point, including Presidents Ulysses S. Grant and Dwight Eisenhower. Now, obviously, military tactics have changed over time since West Point opened from the War of 1812 to the Mexican War, the Civil War, Spanish-American War, two world wars, Korea, Vietnam, Iraq, Afghanistan, Iraq again, and many conflicts in between. Yet there is one class that was taught that first year at West Point that throughout all of the many years, it is still being taught today. Does anyone want to guess what that class is? What? No. Nope. Sadly, no. No other guesses? Map reading. Yes. Even 200 plus years later, our people in the field still need to know how to read a map when they are in unfamiliar territory. We might fight for different reasons and different causes. We might now use planes instead of foot soldiers. But map reading remains critically important. If you're going to advance from point A to point B, you have to know how to get there. And while navigational technology has advanced in ways we could only once dream about, it's not perfect. Anyone will tell you it's not perfect. My Garmin, when I used to visit Sandra before I knew I was going, every single time when I'm on the George Washington Bridge would get me off at the wrong exit. Every single time. Any of you who own a cell phone, computer, or some sort of navigational technology, you know this to be true. It's going to screw up. You have to know how to read a map. It would drive my grandfather insane that I didn't know how to read a map. Now, times change around us. This is true. Take Baltimore, for example. The Orioles now have players named Machado, Davis, and Tillman instead of Robinson, Robinson, and Palmer. The Colts are sadly gone, but the Ravens have made us mostly happy. The ugly dock space of the corner of Pratt and Light has become Baltimore's beautiful inner harbor. 
North Avenue once denoted the cutoff line for the city, but now it lies right in the middle. Yet throughout all this change, we remain the same urban area that we were when we were founded in 1729. Through the tumult of time, there are always those pillars that remain consistently present. Now, the writer of Hebrews teaches us that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. What does that mean? Well, probably a lot of things, and we're going to address some of them together in this sermon. But I think first and foremost, this text teaches us that we are at the heart of the book of Hebrews. Hebrews, as I've said before, is a theologically dense book. It is very difficult to follow. Yet it leaves us with some excellent lines like this one from today, as well as what we read two weeks ago, faith is the belief in things hoped for, the promise of things not yet seen. Imagine reading Hebrews like you're walking through a maze. You're going one way, dead end. You go another way, new path. Finally, you get to the center. And what do you find? Jesus. And you don't just find Jesus. Because you finish the maze, you get handed a map of your progress. And what you find is that despite the complexity of the maze, this was intentional. For the entire time you were in the maze, every clue, every word, every meaning was leading you closer and closer to Jesus Christ on the cross. All of the high theology in Hebrews, the sacrificial language, the references to Abraham, Moses, and the like, they all boil down to this. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. And that's something we can apply in any context. It certainly mattered to the first century Jewish audience, and it matters today. Throughout all of the changes of time, the church and otherwise, Jesus is the same. I think about how this applies to Salem because it should give us confidence to preach the gospel. This was once a German-speaking church. This was once a church that did not allow women to preach. This is once a church that had different pastors, had different rules, had different missions. I mean, imagine this day, same weather, same date, only in the 1960s. As I have been told, there used to be a line in the bulletin that said, Gentlemen may remove their jackets if the weather is too warm. I mean, can you imagine sitting here today in this weather, windows open, no fans, no air conditioning. It sounds awful. I mean, no offense to people who were there at that time, but oh my gosh, I'm getting hot just thinking about it. But Jesus is there. Did people worship in those times? Worship the same Jesus? Did they worship him in the same did they worship Jesus in the same way we do? No, but that's okay. The times change, the church changes, thank God we have air conditioning. But Jesus is the same. We should not be following the same rules of 1917 or even 1517 when the Reformation began. We should instead see where the Holy Spirit is directing us to serve. Because Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. So if Jesus is the same, but the rules are always changing, what do we do? I rarely do this, but I actually think all three texts we read today give us a good picture of how his teachings and the teachings of God endure despite shifting contexts. 
Jesus is essentially quoting from Proverbs today when he talks about humility. No one would know about being humble more than he would, the king of kings, who surrenders his immense privilege to live amongst and die with sinners. Humility is always a quality trait in a person because it shows that we do not take ourselves too seriously, but we respect others enough to take them seriously. Jesus also talks about being graceful to those who cannot afford to repay us. Now notice I did not say charitable. Charity is fine, but it comes with self-gratification and tax write-offs. To be graceful is to help someone when they have absolutely no other avenue, knowing that you will get nothing in return. Hebrews also talks about how Jesus' teachings echo today. Show hospitality to the stranger, for in doing so you will entertain God's messengers. Remember those who are in prison and care for them. Knowing how vast our carceral state is, this should not be a problem. Do not pursue money and do not love it. You know, honor your spouse, honor your marital uh, obligations. All of these were great teachings in Jesus' time. All of these remain today, and at the heart of everything is the cross. It is by doing these things that we understand the forgiveness of sins and the promise of life eternal, because Jesus has been humble before us. Jesus has been graceful to us. Jesus has been hospitable to us. He has shown us love when we have been hurt unjustly. And he has made sure that no amount of money can buy his love. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Times will continue to change. A few years ago, I could not imagine that the use of restrooms would become a national issue or that I would ever live to see a second civil rights movement. I could not imagine many of you who are sitting here today from the people I met initially seeing that how you have become such amazing people of faith and how you have invested so much of your time, talents, and treasures into Salem. Who knows what tomorrow will offer? All we can be promised is that Jesus will be the same. To Him be the glory forever. Amen.